Hello, beautiful. I'm your host and mindset coach, Samantha Roberto, and I am especially excited for this coming week. I'm just going to dive right into the episode. If you are new to the channel, welcome. Don't forget to subscribe. But there are so many synchronicities from the universe, and there's a lot happening, so I just want to jump right into it. So for those of you guys who have been following my journey for a while, you are well aware that my partner Simon and I are separated by a border. Back in March, when everything started closing because of the coronavirus, I had a super intense decision to make, and it was honestly the most stressful period, March break week, and when I had to decide whether I was going to stay in California with my partner or come back home to Thunder Bay in Canada where my family was, and ultimately, I decided to come back home when our prime minister said, Canadians, come home. I took it seriously. I flew back home and I did not expect it to be five months before I would see my partner. So for the past five months, we have been doing the long distance thing, not really knowing when we were going to cross paths again, but exciting news, you guys. This Sunday, my man Simon has a one-way ticket to Canada and he is going to try to get in. So if you tuned into part one and part two of our love story that aired a couple episodes ago, then you are well informed and you know the backstory behind this. But for those of you guys who may have not tuned in yet, Simon is actually high risk with the coronavirus because years ago in another lifetime when he lived in Morocco, he actually caught tuberculosis and literally came this close to almost dying. So in the past five months, he has maybe left the house seven to 10 times total. Like that is going to grocery stores, that is going to the necessities of picking up mail, whatever it is. He has been completely solo pretty much this whole time too. And as you can imagine, I'm not sure if any of you guys listening are in a similar boat where you have not left your house, you haven't seen anybody But he is going stir crazy and he is at the point where he is just done. This week, he is packing up the place, he is putting stuff in storage, and he has a one-way ticket to Canada to try to get through and be with me here. So we can just stay in Thunder Bay where there's like four cases and at least be together. Because you know what? To be honest, we have no clue when this Canadian-American border is going to open. And in our situation, we've been together for two years We've been going back and forth between his place and my place. We're pretty much common laws and there is a window for partners who are common law to be able to meet up, but I mean, there really is no guarantee. So this Sunday, you guys, in like a couple of days, please keep your fingers crossed. Send us your love and your prayers because I am just hoping that he gets through, but it's really going to be one of those situations where he is flying to Toronto. And it's going to be up to the border people with whether or not he actually gets to go through or they make him turn around. So plan A is that he gets through, he makes it to Thunder Bay, and we live happily ever after in my beautiful hometown and just do our thing here, which would be amazing. Plan B is that he doesn't get in and we choose a place where we are both comfortable meeting up and going to quarantine together. So this week, I'm actually about to do a bunch of research as to where that place would be. We're thinking maybe Croatia, 
maybe Iceland, maybe Costa Rica. You know, there are options. It's just a matter of which one makes the most sense for both of us. And then there is plan C, which is an impromptu wedding, (laughs) which is really, really wild. But if you have followed our story, if you had listened to our journey, our love story, there's a divine guidance behind it. And if it has to be plan C, well, then you never know. We may just be putting a ring on it. Time will tell. And I've always been so open about sharing our journey and sharing our love story because I really do believe following your heart is just such a journey. Sometimes, and even with Simon and I, so many points throughout our relationship on the outside, it didn't make sense to be together. It didn't make sense to try or to pursue each other or to make it work, but we just did it and it always worked. It's going to be really, really interesting to see how this portion of our love story unfolds. And the reason why I'm sharing this with you is because I actually have a really funny story that involves this week's guest that Simon doesn't even know about. So this week, I have my dear friend, Lizeth, and she works with leaders to become, integrate, and own their divine human. So Lizeth is a conscious leader who helps other people really integrate and become the best version of themselves. And she really works on the deep energetic level. So it is a very spiritual conversation. I love the dynamic of how it unfolds. There's just sort of this energy that she can pull from and communicate with. And she really, really, really helps people dissolve their blocks, dissolve their fears, and bring up the essence of who they really are. And what's really funny, and I've have never shared this story before. So, Lizeth, you're probably going to laugh when you hear this and you're going to remember this. But last year when I was at A-Fest in Portugal, one of the evening parties was actually held in an 800-year-old castle. Everybody was dressed up in beautiful Arabic clothing. It was very mystical, very Moroccan. It just, it had such a magical vibe. There was something about that night that was just, there was so much love in that space that everything felt elevated. Anytime when I think back to a night that I'm really, really grateful for, I always go back there just because my heart was just exploding with love. At one point in the middle of the evening, Simon went up on stage, was able to get the mic, declared his love for me. He's like, Samantha Roberto, I effing love you. You're everything. Honestly, it was one of the most surreal and romantic, magical nights of my life. And I was just on cloud nine talking to a girlfriend and Lizeth was there too. We were talking. I just said, you know what? I want to marry him. Like I know in my heart, I'm going to marry this guy. And I got in my head that I wanted to propose to him and Lizeth was on it. She's like, you should, you know, let's do this. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And she kind of coordinated with the people who were running the event that they were going to actually give me the mic and let me propose to my partner. The woman who was organizing it like three times, she's like, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? I was like, yes, I want to marry him. Like, yes, I want to do this. She's like, well, what about him? Do you think he has plans? And I was just like, oh, well, I don't know. Maybe. She really had me think it through because obviously we're having drinks and whatnot. We're partying. She didn't want me to be like, what have I done in front of everybody the next day? And long story short, I didn't end up doing it. 
But the funny thing is, and how it's so ironic, is that Lizeth and I, we actually recorded in the moment on probably on my old iPhone. We've got that moment recorded of declaring that we were going to get married and that I didn't care about him proposing to me, that I would have proposed to him. I loved him so much. And ironically enough, when her episode is being aired this week, it's also the week that option C marriage might actually come into play. Like, you know, I'm all about universal signs. I'm all about universal guidance. And it's just one of those funny synchronicities of the way the world works. And we talk a lot about this during our episode. I'm really excited for you guys to tune into this conversation. Definitely stick with the episode. She is a wealth of knowledge. There's just so many amazing nuggets of wisdom there. I'm just really excited. So Lizeth is a quantum leap facilitator She helps integrate people into their beingness. Like she really helps you dissolve the layers that aren't serving you and really helps you embody exactly what you are, which is love. We talk about the journey between knowledge and knowing. So it's like one thing to have the knowledge and the information that you should do something, but it's another thing to actually have it in your body as a knowing. And that's really where her expertise lies. It's in bridging that gap. It's in dissolving that space between those two things. And it is just such a powerful concept as you get it. So stick with it. I'm so excited to bring her here and let's get to it. Well, my dear, I am so grateful to have you on the platform and to be able to share you with my audience and share you with the world because ever since we met, like I really do feel like our meeting, it was on the beach at 2 a.m. in Bali. And the minute we locked eyes, it's like we saw each other and it's like, you are special. Thank you, Sammy. Yes. uh, Thank you for having me here. And yes, I mean, it was such a serendipitous moment. I remember it was two in the morning. I remember exactly... uh, how we were, you were across me and we tried to talk while Simon and Anish were like having this conversation. And we started to talk about really interesting, deep topics, I remember. And it was like, oh, what about this? And what about this? And you were bringing kind of like the the other side, the opposition eye, the other side of the view. And I'm like, oh, so I was bringing the other side and we were like really contributing. And there was so much yumminess and the the chemistry between us was like right away. Like, yeah, you are powerful. As are you, as are you. And that's why I wanted to bring on here because I just feel like there is so much, especially at this point in the world, there's so much happening in the world. And you are somebody who really gets it on a different plane, on a different level. You really feel the energy of what's going on. So I would love for you to introduce yourself, to share a little bit about your story and how you got into the work that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I um, I call myself, I play, and I play as a quantum leap facilitator, soul integration guide, really a subconscious shifter. And those three they're very intertwined. I love playing with uh, leaders, the, the leaders that are going out there that are, are impacting others, leaders of leaders, really playing with them and their beingness into integrating, becoming that who they know they are. And so is the leader that knows, okay, I am magnificent. I'm pure light. You know, I know I have a big calling. I know I want to contribute. I know I have so much. Mm -hmm. 
And there is a journey between that knowledge of who you know you are to that knowing, right, at a core, that knowing that where you feel it at every single level of you, there is nothing from outside that takes you, that sways you. And so that's my playground. And I'm very conscious. If you notice with the words I use, I'm not saying I am. Mm -hmm. I'd rather use a little bit more words because to me, words are creating so much. And especially right now where we are in the planet, the consciousness of the planet, the vibration, the frequency is so high. So I invite always, and anyone that is listening, I invite everyone to just be mindful of that, what they're creating with their words. I don't say I am because every word that comes after that forms you, mm-hmm. codes you. I like to see it as a code, as a if you are into computers or systems, right? It's like a box. If I would say I am, let's say, a coach, the word coach already has certain codes, certain templates that I personally don't want in my beingness, right? Because my highest expression is more than that. And so I'm all about not constricting myself and not putting in what I already have released. And so in that space, I work with, yeah, with the leaders to really, again, you know who you are. And there is this unraveling, that releasing of letting go of everything that you have taken, Mm -hmm. right? Because that is constricting your power. That is constricting who you truly are. And that ultimately is constricting what you bring to the world, the life that you are truly are meant to have and live, which is what I believe we're here for, really having it all. Full play, full pleasure, full creation. Yeah. Which can't really be fit in any box. And what that reminds me of, there was a period about two years ago, actually maybe three years ago now, time space is a little bit mixed up, but um, where I used to go to conferences and in my past career, I was a a realtor. And when people would ask me the question, what do you do? I found it very triggering because I'm like, why does this question bother me so much? And I actually journaled on it for two months every single day. Why does that bother me? Why does it bother me? And every day, like I didn't have the answer. Then one day it came to me. It's like, because to me, real estate didn't exist. That box of being a realtor isn't who I am. I am so much more than that. And then I was able to get to the root, which was I help people navigate through transitions. And real estate is the vehicle I'm in. But what I actually do at the core is that internal gift that can't be boxed in. So I love that you brought that up because I agree with the same thing. What about I am love? How do you feel about embodying like I am love? Because I I am statement is so powerful. Do you use it in a conscious way to embody, let's say, love? Yeah. To me, I like to go into the more broader space of I am divine. And the divine includes that love. The divine includes that joy. The divine includes creation. The divine also includes that destroyer. I'm very conscious that I'm the destroyer, right? That illusions that, I mean, my friends call me the truth slayer. I drop in truth bombs, but ultimately what I'm calling all the time and when I'm hearing, right, conversations, I'm like, is that really true? Is that what you want to create, right? Where does that come from? So I'm always speaking up that. And so I go into, again, yes, I am love. And that's what I come to my journey. You ask, how do you get here? I, I moved from this space where I believed something about me that was not mm-hmm. true. 
the opposite of who I truly mm-hmm. am. There was a time that I believe I was mean, I was bad, I was the bitch, mm-hmm. you know, and I truly believed it at my core. And so what I bring ultimately reflects my journey, which has been releasing, letting go, really working on a deep level mm-hmm. that what I'm not. And now I'm like, yes, I am love. And every day I get to, I've shifted so much back to my truth that everything outside of me is reflecting that. Uh, So much love from everywhere. It's just amazing. Whatever I go, it doesn't matter if it's my audience or my friends or my family, even strangers now, everywhere I go all the time, I get that reflection. Seriously, like to me to look back at my path, I'm like amazed and I'm so grateful all the time to see like even a stranger like I said I'm like you're so beautiful I feel your love you are such a brilliant light people that are not even let's say quote mark awake just reflecting that back to me is like mm-hmm. yes that power of this coming back to your truth not only at a knowledge level but this knowing is that I don't even have to say mm-hmm. it I love it and I love that you point out because there's the knowledge but then the knowing and the knowing is an unshakable truth anchored in who you are, which is divine, love, divine, divinity, which we all have the capability of being, which we all actually are, but oftentimes there's stories and layers and things that we sort of pile on top of ourselves, like you said, those boxes that kind of get us to forget. So you basically help leaders or help people unravel and remember who they are at the essence, their true essence of their being. Yes. Beautiful. That is very, very powerful work. That's why even like when we saw each other, I'm like, I see you. I know what you're up to. And it's almost when you do the inner work, there's this other language. When you meet people and you know that they're doing the work, you speak this different language. There's this different frequency where it's like, I see you. Yes. Yes, definitely. I mean, yes, I speak a different language and we're all receiving energy, mm-hmm. right? We're all feeling the energy. We're all receiving the frequency. People right away get drawn. Like there is something, right? What I've noticed is I don't really change the frequency or even sometimes words, but I consciously just start to reflect the language of what is needed on the other mm-hmm. side, right? Close enough or even in a mid space. Mm-hmm. And then people just are drawn and they're like, there's something here. There's something here, right? Recently, I just met someone, my, my partners, my beloved X, right? Something that, and we just got together a, a couple of months ago and, you know, I just met his ex and again, someone in that regular world, you know, that's something like, Oh, how's that? And to me, I remember when I knew that would happen, I created that. I was very intentional. that I definitely want to become friends with her. Right. And so I created that in my field. I created that in a frequency level and, and a, in a very conscious way to be that who I am and be sharing with her. Cause I, See, when I meet someone, I see who they truly are. And so I'm able to tune in in a way that I see the magnificent soul, the beautiful soul that they are. And I also can have the gift to also tune in into like, okay, I can see the illusions, right? I can see what is holding them back, what is their energy, right? What is ultimately the fears that are right now leading them? And so I step into that space with her, you know, of meeting, of hanging out. And it was beautiful. I mean, she, open up right away to me, which I hear from my ex that's not normal in her, right? And during our conversation, we hung out for a couple of hours. 
we were talking about women and, you know, the hangups that we have. And she said, women. And then I remember she paused and said, not you, but women, you know, tend to show up with this. She didn't call it facade. She is with, in this space of like being that what we've been told that we need to be. Mm-hmm. Right, like going through this programming that you need to be happy, you need to be this, you need to be showing all formal and not as who we truly are. Right. So I love that what she was saying, we're talking about women, but she was able to recognize right away again, because I'm just being me. Every time that I show up and you know, we set the intention for this podcast. And to me, my intention is always just to be who I truly am. And magic happens. That's ultimately the invitation. What I feel very strongly, I'm here. My purpose is about me. So that's what I'm here for in this planet at this moment. And my mission is an extension of my purpose, which is bringing that to the leaders. The leaders that are looking to impact others, the more they are there in their being, they, we don't have to get in the doing. Exactly. Yeah. That frequency starts to affect that who surrounds them in every area of their life. Beautiful. So I want to go back because there was a period where you said you identified as something different and you know, you are mean, you're a bitch, you're this. What happened for you that opened you up to this work? What was the catalyst moment? Was it like a dark night of the soul? Was it an unraveling? Was it a specific, like what was it for you that really opened you up on this path? I'm going to say a couple of things. I mean, not a specific a dark night of the soul, the specific moment was actually when I signed up for one of my Bali programs and I went through it, one of Christy Marichal's programs, and then that started to open up my energy. That's basically what opened me up to start to release and overnight all of my, my gifts started to flourish. But looking back a year prior to that, and that's sometimes how it goes, right? You set your intention, right? A year prior to that, I remember it was May in 2013. I was in a transitional period where I had left the mountains and lived in the mountains for 10 years. And I was living a life where I would work about 80 hours a week. So I was living to work. Wow. The interesting thing of that is I didn't know yeah. other way. I've seen my parents do that. So to me, I was just living life as I saw it right? And I hit a point where I was overweight, about 53 pounds over. And my doctor said, you're about to be diabetic. And I was like, hell no, you know, and I started to do the shift. And in that space, I started to let go of weight. I found myself, okay, I'm not going to overwork because this is not helping me. But then what is life about? Mm. The beautiful thing of that space is I remember like trying to look for something, right? About a year later, it was May 13, 2013. I was in Red Rocks, you know, the amphitheater in a concert. Everybody was jamming and I was just tearing up. I saw down the beautiful sky view and whatnot. And I was just tearing down and I said, okay, in that moment, I didn't really resonate so much with God, the universe. I didn't know even that that relationship wasn't there, but I found myself with this prayer, with this request. I know I have so much potential. I know I have so much to give. I know I can achieve anything that I set myself upon. 
and I wanted someone to see me and use me. Mm. And that was the, that was it. You know, I released that. I let go of that. And then that set myself into a journey, right? I met someone pretty much the next day that she wanted to bring me to Mary Kay. That didn't resonate, but the fact that she saw me immediately, she saw me and she was like, let's talk. I was like, huh, maybe this works, right? And then, uh, yeah, that got me into a journey of starting two businesses, which right away started to be uh, very successful, my businesses started to really take off right away. And the email that I saw from my valley was like, are you ready for an abundant year? Right. And so I was like, yes. And so I was doing good and I wanted more. The whole journey is the breadcrumbs, right? And that's the thing. It's so important. And everyone's journey is going to look different. It's like, but following those breadcrumbs and learning to trust yourself and take those little intuitive hits and going with it. So Mind Valley was a key player in yours. Like when you saw that email, I didn't know that because we met at a Mind Valley at AFest, one of their best events. But that's fun. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah, it was crucial. Eternally grateful for that. Yeah. And what I love is that you never know what moment could be a catalyst for like a life-defining, life-changing moment. And every single moment has a possibility for a miracle where you meet the right person or you just get the right inspiration or right thought or hear the right thing where all of a sudden you're shifted. Yeah. And there's also the buildup. Totally. Right. I hear often like, what is that moment, that clicking moment? I'm like, yes, it was the program. But to me, I wonder, like without that prayer, how would that journey could have been? Because that prayer is like setting my intention. This is what I want in my life. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not often in the transformation transformational space that I'm with people, they say, oh, it doesn't work, right? They're going through different work, different, uh, let's say, healers, coaches, programs. I'm like, it's not working. It's not working. But everything is building you up towards something, Mm -hmm. right? Without that foundational piece, who knows how your path could uh, shape up, right? Like a year ago, almost to the date, and now I set a different intention. A year ago, I set uh, the intention very strongly of become my divine. Mm. I'm here to become my divine. Little did I know what would happen in my life. Oh no, what happened? A lot, a lot happened. So that was uh, end of June. So July, August, by September, I launched a couple of programs uh, after that to help people. But by the second time, I wanted to be part of a you know, the books uh, with J.B. Owen, what are those books? Oh, uh, yeah, the series. Ignite. Ignite series, yeah. So I was going to be in a couple of books, and then Guidance was like, no. And I'm like, how come? And they were like, no, not now. So I had to pull back, and then that got me into a deeper work. This is my moment to soar in my business, right? Like, this is a good way. And within a month, I was guided to... um to shut down my business and let go of clients that I've worked with them for two, three years. Wow. You know, I let go of every, I let go of my business team. I let go of everything in my business. I had about three people and in my, uh, in my business team and my clients, they were about over 20, the active clients, not to even count that regular, you know, programs and whatnot. So yeah, it was a lot of like, support that I was giving them. Yeah. The journey there alone, it was profound, like having this conversation, support them because they were shocked. There was a lot of like 
that came out for them. And right a month after that, I was guided to let go of my marriage. And so I went through the process of separation, um, divorce in that space. And then another month later, my best friend, my closest friend, my sister, my healer, I mean, we worked on each other all the time, left the physical plane. Mm. It was like month after month. And then the following month, I started to go into deep understanding and feeling grief. And in that moment, I went through like deep depression of, uh, and really again, depression now as I've gone through it at a clinical level, um, I understand it's like the deep repression of feeling and knowing what is happening, what is coming through us. Uh, I went through a lot of uh, distraction of myself, of who I thought I was. Every moment I fell in that journey, um, which was this year, actually, every moment that I felt like, okay, I'm ready. I'm feeling myself again. The universe was like, oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> pulling out the rag, I'm pulling out the rag. It was just over and over. And then, I mean, to really deep, I'm going to say deep, dark levels of like, you think you're love. I'm like, I love, but I get this surface level. And then when someone comes in with the opposite, it's like, no, you're not. When I look back at my journey, there were many moments of like, I felt like the universe was just ripping the rap over and over to say, no, you're thinking you're not being, being right. And of course, now I can say that, but in that moment it was not easy. And it was like really taking down again, those boxes, those layers, those walls deeper and deeper and deeper. Every time that I thought it was like, I know who I am. The universe was like, no. It's almost like a renunciation in a way, like renunciation, like letting go of all layers, all parts of yourself. It's almost when you like, whether you're going to consciously let it go yourself or the universe is going to rip it underneath you, it's just realizing that you are nothing besides divinity or you are nothing besides love. That's it. That's the only thing. That's the only thing. And so again, any attachments, even when people say, I know who I am, I'm like, do you really know? Mm underneath all the layers, like going down and down and down at the core of being like, who are you really? And I think now this is interesting time because overall on a societal level, we are so busy in the rat race with the hamster wheel, just going, we're busy. And in a way we don't have to even go there. We're so busy with all these layers and all these other boxes, but now even with coronavirus and the pandemic, that was like a rug being ripped under the world's feet. And a lot of people feel like, oh my God, there's so much chaos. But at the end of the day, people ask me and I feel like overall somewhat grounded in what's happening because I've done some layers of that work, right? Looking back, it's not as shakable because underneath it all, I know somewhat of like who I am and I'm so much more than these labels. But those periods of deconstruction, when you go through them, can be very overwhelming, can be very scary, can be almost like a depression as well, or a depression because it's like, well, what's the point? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I remember it always uh, circles back to me, the question of someone. I remember as I was getting out of that period, do we all have to go through it? My first answer is no. You don't have to go through it the hard way. It's really painful, right? Mm -hmm. When the virus started to hitting all parts of the world, I was literally coming out of it. Good timing. Right? And that's what I was told over and over during the, my first three days. I'm like, your timing is impeccable. I'm like, I didn't know what was going on in the world. Yeah. I had no access to Facebook, like email, nothing. And then 
when I showed up and I was like, oh, I want to hear what everybody's at. Like I, I was having one-on-ones uh, just to catch up with people. Then I started to receive these emails about shutting down retreats, shutting down events. And I'm like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. Right? Because that ripping down, ripping down, ripping down, what it did for me is like it connected me so much with my divine humanness. It blasted open my heart and my whole body in more levels that I could have thought Mm. that I could feel so much more love again, who I am Mm. and compassion for everyone. I could feel humans. I'm going to say if anything for the first time at a core level. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah, it was. And so coming out of it again, stepping into this space where everybody's just starting that journey. I was like, I get everyone at a different level. So the question again, do we have to go all through that painful process? No. And are you allowing yourself to truly encounter who you truly are? Like you said, that big issue is that all the busyness and we're not making a space we're still in this space was like, oh, I do, do, do. I do my work, do a little bit of meditation. And, and then right now, that's why it's happening when the virus is, if anything, one of the avenues. Consciousness is pushing us, quote mark, but that's energetically what is happening is pushing us to really let go of everything, to strip down of everything that we think, this doing even, right? that the way that we're doing business, the way that we're doing relationships, there are so many relationships that right now are falling apart because they're not in alignment with how we need to be, Mm -hmm. right? Reflecting the old self. Mm -hmm. So do we have to? I don't believe we have to do it in the hard way. Yeah. The essence is the same though. Yeah. We do have to get to the core and being and from that create. You know, it's really funny about two years ago when I was questioning and sort of learning, like really, I was so curious about going through this process that you're talking about, because I had gone through it in Dark Night of the Soul, let's say maybe a couple of years ago, and I just got so curious. And there was this book that I read where I kind of got a bit of the answer and I was like, huh, Marcus Aurelius, Meditations, have you read it? Mm -mm. Fantastic book. I cannot recommend it enough, but Marcus Aurelius He's an emperor from 2000 years ago, and he wrote this book. When you read between the lines, like I find if you read Autobiography of Ben Franklin, Lincoln, these brilliant minds, you can read their book and there's messages between the lines. And for him, for Marcus Aurelius, it talked about that, like about how he knew the deconstruction, letting go exactly the same conversation that we're talking about right now. And I'm like, it got me thinking, if they knew that 2000 years ago, why haven't we figured this out and passed that knowledge down to people now? Like, why do we still have to go it? And it sort of is the journey of life. It's the journey of remembering. And I do believe that we on a soul level are born into these bodies to be able to learn the life lessons, to be able to strip down and let go so that we can sort of elevate at a higher frequency in a sense. It is the journey to remembering this lifetime. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I believe that's why we're here. And I actually believe that what is happening right now is actually taking us to the next level of that, you know, because again, the remembering can be like, okay, I know I am love and life. I know I am creator. Mm -hmm. Now, again, do you really know it, right? Is your life reflecting that space where you're not 
stressing out when you know when you're creating when you are vibrating and everything reflects that and the best way to know again is what is the feedback yeah. right and so to me journey started as a remembering and now it's moving into this becoming coming back to our truth in at all levels fully embodying it no boundaries there's no like line it's who you are all the time it's that essence so for somebody listening like this is a really interesting conversation because we just naturally jumped right in and dove right into it <laughs> some people might be thinking yeah. what the heck are they talking about so how would you describe to someone listening who's sort of hasn't gone through this journey, how can they sort of connect to their true essence? And what are some of your gifts as well? When you share your gifts, is it a feeling? Is it a knowing? Is it a voice? Can you share how you connect and how you get your spirit or essence coming through? The way that I receive it is through all. You know, when you, if you imagine right now, your favorite dish in front of you. Okay. Okay. So you imagine it. Notice the reactions that you have. And if you approach it to you, right, notice how your body is reacting, how your mind is reacting, how your heart is reacting, right? And if you take your first bite, notice all of your senses. They're alive. I'm like, I'm salivating right now. And I thought of lasagna. I don't know why, but lasagna popped in my mind. From Italy, lasagna. Oh my God, my mouth is just, I want it. Right. Love it. So notice that. I mean... Was it just your saliva or notice all the senses, right? Everything. I almost could like smell it. I could like taste it. I could like, I remembered a meal that I had in a different time. I was just like, oh my gosh, I want it again. I craved it. Every part of me wanted that little piece of lasagna. <laughs> I didn't know I love lasagna this much, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Now you're discovering something about yourself, right? Um, in your heart, I could feel your heart. I could feel your heart is so excited. I'm like, mm, right? So it's very much like that. My particular, um, I'm going to say setup of gifts is very much like that. They all hit. So your first sense could be uh, seeing, right? For me, it's very much I sense right away, but they all get triggered at the same time, almost like the space is two, three seconds, right? I feel, I see, I'm getting that memories. So I love that you mentioned, I've never heard actually, because I do this exercise all the time when I'm asked that question, but I love in your case, you got the memory mm. of another time, mm. right? So yes, to me, it comes like information through the field, the memories, the patterns, the thought patterns. I know more and more my first definitely sense gift is the sensing the sensing of the energy, the presence. But I, I could feel like, again, how your heart was reacting, right? I could feel the salivation definitely and the thoughts, yeah. Cool. So you're able to connect to the people in front of you so you know what they're experiencing and then you can help them sort of bridge that, sort of shine a light on some of the things that they deep down under the layers of stuff really want. Yeah, and I'm going to say a lot of times, especially, I'm going to say 99% of the time, especially with the people that I, they're kind of new to me, I am sensing and knowing more things that they can pick up in their own body. Mm. So yeah, I guide them like, let's say, oh, what is what is coming up? And they say one thing, I'm like, okay, and what about this thing, right? Uh, let's say, oh, I feel my throat tight, okay? And I'm feeling that the strongest is in the solar, in the stomach, right? What about your stomach? And they're like, oh yeah, actually that one is stronger. Mm. My gift helps me a lot to help them move through the thickest parts of what is being presented. Oh, beautiful. What would you say to somebody who is listening and kind of curious and wants to get a bit more information about like an exercise they can do 
with themselves just to kind of notice besides the one that you just took us through? Is there something else you can share or take the audience through to bring more awareness to how they're feeling or densities that might be in their body? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. Um, The first thing that comes up to me, what is their intention, right? And so is your intention to, to just become aware of what's present? Is your intention to come back to your truth? Is your intention to release? Is your intention to create? Okay. Depending on that, the next thing I'm going to say is breathing. Mm -hmm. Breathing is so important, but breathing intentionally, I don't even recommend the breathing in terms of just focus on your breath because that disconnects you from everything else. I say breathing and we start to become present in your body. The reason why we don't know what's going on with the body is because we're not choosing to be in the body. Mm. And embody, mm, the most proper word is that we can vibrate who we are if who we are is somewhere else, Mm -hmm. Mm. right? This is the big issue talk around, you know, manifestation creation, right? Like focus on what you want. And then people say, but I'm focusing and it's not coming, right? But the thing is, we're used to whenever we focus in, we visualize, we get out of our body. And instead of being in our body and bringing it to us, we go somewhere else in the future, in the desire, right? Let's say I want the house and I see myself in the house outside of me. Mm-hmm. And people are not in their body noticing that, ooh, there's a, let's say there's a tightness in the throat. There's a tightness in the solar. And any kind of tightness means that there is an experience, trauma, or belief, that you're holding, remember? Um, so our ultimate creation in this physical is anchored in our bodies. Mm-hmm. And so our body vibrates at something, at certain frequency, a certain belief. And so when we're not in the body, right, we're not noticing that, oh, perhaps there's a belief that I can't truly express my desire, right? I want this house, there is a mansion, and in the throat you have the belief that, no, you can't have that, or it's not okay for you to have such a big house. There's other people in the world that don't have the money, whatever, right? And so, again, depending on the intention, again, the first thing I would say, first thing is intention yeah. uh, to be aware or create. The second thing is breathe. Mm-hmm. Breathe and come back to the body. Mm-hmm. Start to feel your feet, your legs, feel your stomach, feel everything in you, and notice what's present and keep breathing. Keep breathing through that. Keep breathing through the throat. Mm -hmm. And that will start to release the first layers. And then pay attention what comes through that. Like, again, a lot of people get the the thoughts, right? Like the beliefs are trapped. Some people just start to feel it releasing, Mm -hmm. right? And so that's how what I feel like is the beginning of the journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from there, what you become aware, you can get dive deeper and deeper into deconstructing, really releasing all the programming and whatnot. To get to more subtle layers, but to get to the surface layers, it's like the intention and the awareness through the breath of what's actually happening is key. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Beautiful. Do you have any messages that are coming through right now that you feel coming through your heart or anything that you feel inclined to share with the audience in this moment? Anything coming through? Okay. Hmm. There's a couple of things. The first thing is coming from more from my higher mind. Talking about remembrance. Okay. Talking about remembering who you are. I want to tie it up to intention. Okay. So many people... When they say intentions, they set up the intention to release, to uh, work through something. I want to release. I want to get rid of this. Okay. 
Remember who you are. You are a creator. You are here to create. Love creates truly, as you know. And I see it in your life. I'm like, love creates truly. When you remember who you are, okay, truly, set the intention of that who you are. Meaning, if you keep setting the intention of, I just want to release, okay, you can release for the rest of your life and every single moment, okay? But what is that going to take you? When you think of intention, think of like, or calling or tune in into what is that you are meant to create, Mm. right? I want to be able to create the best relationship or the business or whatever it is. It's intention seated as your north. Mm -hmm. So journey will be different if you want to go to France or if you want to go to Italy or if you want to go to Morocco, Morocco, right? (laughs) So, and each journey will be different and you will face different things. So in that sense, it keeps coming for the woman that is listening, the person that is listening, like, remember who you are. You are truly a creator. So set your north. So many, I feel like right now, as I'm sensing into the woman that is listening, okay, there's a lot of tenderness, okay? And there's a lot coming up right now for women, a lot, a lot of deconstruction inside. There's a lot of emotional stuff. So right, emotional, I'm going to say baggage. And what I'm sensing is like tenderness, but also what is, what I'm feeling is that this perception of weakness and fascinating enough, I was talking with someone yesterday about strength, uh, this perception of needing to be strong. Like you have to carry everything on your back and do it with a smiling face and have it all together. And be like with the shining armor, right? It's coming to me. There's so many, I'm going to put in quote marks, successful women. Okay. So this successful woman, right? The ones that are doing so good because they're making a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But when we look at their lives, and again, I've been encountering a lot of those. It's like, what is the really successful? They're calling themselves successful, accomplished, achieving woman. But we have at least six, seven areas of life, at least when I look at my life, I look at 13 areas of life. And if they're only doing good in money and possessions out of the 13 or out of the seven, however, whatever areas you consider is like, how is that success? Mm. Right. And again, this woman that, you know, because they're achieving, they're achieving in their work and like, and the relationship with their partner is not there. There's not a space where they can truly be. Mm not having the connections with friends. They're not even in this joy, in this happiness, right? And so again, looking at every area and the all the other areas are falling apart. Can you really call yourself successful, mm-hmm. right? And so again, this need like, yeah, I'm strong because I'm achieving, because I'm moving, because I'm really focused, right? Getting things done. This need to be strong is not allowing you to be who you truly are. And underneath that armor that, yes, I'm strong. There's so much tenderness. There's this part I can feel definitely this belief that you can cry, you can feel the feelings because that's weakness and something else that is coming is if you allow yourself to go there, then you can control it. Everything would break down more than already is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear so often from people why they don't allow themselves to feel the emotions. 
is because they feel like it will never end and they can't live life. And that's a big warning red flag. Because it'll come up in other ways. Like if that's within you, it will come up through an illness. The universe has its way of of showing the cards, of showing what's really there, right? So either you look at it and be open to whatever's there and allow yourself to feel it, or it's going to come in a different way. It will. It will. I mean, unfortunately, this society has programmed us to not feel. Totally. Right? Again, you got to be strong. Like for men, it's like you can't cry. And for women, it's, and we've taken, right? Because we felt less, whether it's that they make us feel less, we allowed ourselves to feel less, right? And then we thought, oh, we need to be like men, strong, not feel, not cry, right? Mm -hmm. That's still inside us. Mm -hmm. Emotions is what makes us human. Mm -hmm. All emotions, not just the pretty happy ones, all emotions, the whole range. I love that you mentioned that because again, there's such an illusion on that. Oh, just be happy, positive thoughts, positive, positive, just focus on that, get out of that. You can only experience as much joy as you allow yourself to feel as much sadness. Totally. This reminds me of a term I actually just recently heard. And as soon as I heard, I'm like, whoa, so many people I feel are on this ride of the spiritual bypass. You've heard of the spiritual bypass? I had never heard of it before. So when I saw it, I was wow, like there are so many people who sort of jump on that train and just try to make it seem like everything is good, but they don't want to integrate or embody the other parts of them, but they latch on to the quote unquote, like the spiritual side and the happy side, you know, the manifestation side, but that's not fully like embodiment. No. And your container to receive is really small because it's one container. Again, if you're saying no to sadness, no to the deep anger, if you're saying no to like, again, all the not desirable mm -hmm. emotions, it's not a, oh, I have a container, immense container for joy. I've worked with people, I've worked with women that the moment they start to allow themselves to really cry, you know, and I work a lot of deprogramming with them and the processes to feel, they start to experience joy like they have never before. Mm, the depth. Yeah, but I have them go through like crying and feeling the anger and feeling the sadness, right? And of course, I mean, the container is different, it's safe. They feel like so much they can do it. And again, it's like the next day they're like, oh my God, I didn't know I could feel this joyful. I'm like, yes, the container is the same, but it's feel like you're like trying to say no to this, no to this. And like, yeah, because again, the emotions are meant to be fleeting, mm -hmm. When you feel them, they start to empty your container, right? And that leaves a space for the joy. Totally. And I think at the end, like as you go through it, you can stretch and you can have this depth of being able to feel everything. But I almost believe, and this is where I am at this moment, is that the neutrality of everything too is sort of where you want to be. So no matter where you are in the emotion or in the moment, it's like being able to maintain anchored in, I guess you would almost say like your truth of being divine, that no matter what's happening on the outside, how good it is, how bad it is, you're able to be. And that's almost the mm -hmm. ultimate goal. Hmm. I'm dancing with that one. So can we go Let's there? Let's go there. This is our conversation. And this is how we met immediately when we met in Bali. It was like this type of back and forth and then playing. And yeah, so this is interesting. So some people call it, and I don't feel that that's necessarily where as I see the energy of what you're referring, I don't see that's necessarily your space, but I want to clarify this. Like some people call it the observer, right? Be the observer of what's going on within you. Mm -hmm. Yes and no. Because again, the observer stays outside of the body, 
somewhere in your higher mind, somewhere in the back. And as the observer, you're not in the body feeling the movement, feeling the emotions come up. So being the observer, it definitely allows you to, I think that the main thing with that is like, don't get attached to whatever the story, but feel the feelings because at the end of the day, we're here again as divine humans to feel. Mm, Totally. If you allow yourself, you're like, you know that you're divine, right? And right now I'm feeling anger when I grab anger and then go and I'll allow it and it rises up and releases. I don't get a story. Maybe this is something that triggered up or maybe this is just energy coming out, mm-hmm. right? You feel it. And then the moment it goes, you're like, oh yeah, I'm good, right? But again, it's like, I feel like again, the space of seeing it for what it is, it's an emotion. Mm-hmm. You can be in that space of, like you said, neutrality. Mm -hmm. You being the divine, you being the universe. The universe is everything, dark and light, Mm -hmm. up and down. That's called good and bad, but it exists. There's no judgment. So that's the space of Mm non-judgment, right? You are everything. And then in this human body, you get to feel it. This is why you sign up. It's like, I want to know you're a soul that normally doesn't have emotions. Then you chose a body. And so again, when you allow yourself to, yes, I know who I am and I'm going to, this is interesting. And I see myself in that space. Oh, this is interesting what I'm feeling, what what is coming through. And then also be in that space of feeling it. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like there are three spaces within you, right? So there's emotions, there's the observant place, I'm going to say it, or the divine place. And then there is the, the part where you forget, where you're attached, let's say more like the ego space, right? So the thing is when the emotion comes up in the middle, right? Most people go into the ego and they forget this divine space and they get entangled in the story. And this is what is going on. This is what is happening. And this is what they're doing to me or whatever, right? And then they forget this divine space. That's why they can't get out of it. But instead, if you go into your divine space and you feel from this divine space, you're like, oh, good, it's gone. Let's keep moving on and being happy. Totally. And yeah, and being open to feel, allow yourself to feel that without judgment or attachment, but just the moment this is what it is, allowing it fully to go through you and express and then let it be there for as long or as little as it is there and then keep going. It's like that fleeting side that you said. Okay, I'm with it. (laughs) You've got it. I love that you clarify because it's like, yeah, it's just such an interesting topic. And it's just, it's so almost like I almost look, it's like the soul's journey. It's the point, you know? So going there and allowing yourself to express and having a container like this, where we can have this type of conversation to go back and forth. You know, so many times I've met people and I remember our talk actually, oh my gosh, I totally remember when we first spoke, we were so intense in the conversation and it was so brilliant that I actually said, I wish Somebody could be a fly on the wall in this conversation. That was something that actually came out. And you said, me too. We need to do this. And then, but I didn't have the podcast at that point. This is going back to Bali, like way before. The podcast was an idea and this and that. I'm like, oh my gosh. And here we are almost a year and a half, more than a year and a half later, actually doing this. (laughs) So all in divine timing. All in divine timing. But yeah, I remember. I remember that conversation. It's like, yes, this is what I want to do. I want to have these conversations. And yeah. bring people in. Because it's not every single day that you sort of go here, you talk here, you go. And for a lot of people, it's it's very opening. Different perspectives. So yeah. anyways, my dear, if anybody wanted to reach out or find out more about the work that you do and what you're up to, where can they do that? My website, 
pathyourself.com. Beautiful. Yeah, and there's uh, a lot of referrals of all my social media links. The same thing, path to yourself. And I do have a Facebook community for leaders right there, Quantum Playground for visionary leaders. So that's where I, I hang out the most. So fun. Well, thank you so much for doing this, for being here today and sharing this conversation. I'm so grateful. I hope you enjoyed this week's conversation. Lizeth's contact information is going to be in the show notes. So definitely reach out to her to find out more. We're actually offering a giveaway this week. So make sure to go check out the Hello Beautiful podcast Instagram page for your chance to win one of Lizeth's amazing courses. And next week, we have an amazing guest talking all about attachment theory. I had no idea what attachment theory was until I brought her on. And you know what? It completely blew me away. You guys are going to love, love, love next week's episode. So if you haven't already, make sure to go subscribe to make sure that you don't miss it. And please remember to keep my partner, Simon, and I in your prayers. If you haven't tuned into our episode yet, definitely go check that out because this Sunday is going to be suspenseful. I honestly think Sunday is going to feel like the equivalent to what Christmas felt like when I was 11 years old. It's going to be interesting. And I am just keeping every single body part of mine crossed that he gets through, that he's able to be here with me. Because if not, I have no idea what the next couple months are going to have in store. But I'm a believer of following your heart. I'm a believer of just making things happen. So stay tuned. Definitely go follow us both on Instagram to see what happens on Sunday. So until next week, keep being you. Be beautiful.